Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Are you still relying on a frustrating patchwork of legacy solutions? Modernize your cybersecurity and data protection with the Cronus CyberProtect Cloud. It's a single solution that combines backup, anti-malware, and endpoint protection management. As an MSP, you can easily improve client security posture, eliminate complexity, and generate more recurring revenue. Learn more about Acronis CyberProtect Cloud at acronis.com. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk, and I'm joined today by Chase Doling, and he is the principal strategist at a cloud directory platform provider, Jump Cloud, uh, where he leads the team in creating partnerships that enhance and secure digital identities. He has been working in venture-backed startups across security integration and DevOps for the last decade. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So what else do we need to know that wasn't in that uh, quick intro? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, it was a bit. So I guess one of the pieces that um, I think is important to understand is so Jump Cloud, we're, we're an open directory platform. And I think when we're using that word, I mean, I'll add in a little bit more clarity of what we mean there. So essentially, we are, we are a directory in, in that we are your source of truth for identities. So that way, regardless of where they're coming in, you can lean on Jump Cloud to manage that access across all those different areas. But we also combine a lot of different technologies into our directory platform. So we're also managing your devices. And we take an open stance there too, where it's across OSs. So we manage Mac, Windows, and Linux as well as provide access into all those identities, leveraging several different protocols, whether SAML, SKIM, OpenID Connect, into single sign-on applications. And then we also have conditional access with push MFA wrapped around all of that put together. Um, so it's a great solution and platform to essentially enable a lot of the remote and hybrid work that people are transitioning to or, or more likely you know, living with and now trying to add other layers of security and, and make sure it works for everyone. So. Um... Walk me through who an ideal client would be, like an end user. Is it somebody who just has employees in three states or uh, has somebody who accesses secure data or who, who, should, be, who should be investigating Jump Cloud? <laughs> I'd say all of that. And I guess, you know, let me unpack that a little bit. So even when you're a smaller organization, that's, you know, usually when it's the most crucial, right? And, and you're trying to get a sense of where everything's at, who might have access to all of these different pieces. Um, and for a lot of people, you know, their, their life and identity starts with, okay, I, you know, I created an account in Google Workspaces or Microsoft 365, and, and now I'm real, right? Now I'm, I'm a real company. Um, at a certain point in that company's growth, you start to grow, you start adding in team members and, and you're like, well, how can I get access into other areas um, and pieces of that, like managing the device in front of them becomes really crucial because in most cases, like in mine, it, you know, it's the only piece of equipment that I have that's coming from the company. So it's like, how do we make sure that that's secure? But then also, how do we make sure that that is a seamless experience for anyone that's involved within that? And so actually Jump Cloud, the, the entire platform is free up to 10 users and 10 devices. And so that we actually support a, a ton of small startups that help go through that exact motion 
And then really where the power of Jump Cloud comes to fruition is, you know, kind of as you start to grow, I'd say, you know, interesting things start to happen. And so I guess I can use a life cycle of that. But once you start to go through, you know, 50, 100, 150 folks, then you're starting to think about, okay, is there additional funding rounds I need to go for? Are there compliance goals that I need to go after to help bring in accounts, other pieces like that? Um, and so that's when we're able to enhance and kind of add in layers of security. But out of the box is really built to make sure that anyone who's, you know, working anywhere, whether they, you know, are somewhere remote or kind of walking in and out of the office and they just need network access, all those different pieces of the platform are helping to provide that. So uh, I guess uh, I need a little more clarity. Where exactly does this live? Do I install something, install an agent on my desktop? Do I access a website and then access remote systems? Exactly how does it work in terms of taking the pieces apart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the ways that I'll approach that is just like, let's let's onboard a new employee. What does that look like? Um, so I created my Jump Cloud account and now I'm within my admin console. So now I wanna get those identities in. Um, so we have a few different integrations, Microsoft 365, Google Workspace. We also have several different um, HRS integrations. And so that way, if you already have identities that are living within an HR system, we can pull those in. So say, you know, Steve, Jessica, they're they're coming on board next week. What does that look like? Well, we know that they are, you know, maybe joining the marketing or the sales teams. And so now I'm going to take that identity and put it within a user group. And that user group then defines all of their access. So it's the types of SSO applications that they might need. It's the type of, you know, radius authentication, if you know that they might be coming in and out of networks. Um, for example, even at creative agencies, they might need network attached storage. So you can leverage LDAP access. So now all of that is cloud-based. And so we're managing all that identity and access straight from the cloud, and you can do it from your browser. The next step is, all right, let's make it real. Let's get them on a device. And so we do have an agent that will live on those devices. Um, and then so for Mac, Windows, and Linux, we all have an agent-based approach where it will, it's a root-level agent, lives on the machine, and it has a 60-second heartbeat. So every 60 seconds it's saying, hey, is there a new local profile that I need to bring down? So that way it's kind of the same Jump Cloud password across everything within the ecosystem. Or are there security policies, right? Can I automatically enable BitLocker? Can I, you know, block USB drives? Can I update the lock screen? Kind of all of those different pieces to really have a, a nice security and compliance posture, basically immediately hitting that system and machine as soon as they're logging on and having that experience. And then, you know, on the reverse, let's assume that they have, you know, an amazing career and we're kind of managing permissions along with, um, but then also from the offboarding scenario. So now you can imagine that all three of those pieces are coming together. So you could say, hey, thank you so much for, for joining the organization. But after they've leaved, and whether that's, you know, automatically or on a schedule, however you, you deem it, we can then we're revoking access. So you can imagine that local profile is being removed from the device. All of those logins are being removed from SSO applications. Network access has been defined. All of those different areas are pretty much instant. And so it's a great way for companies to kind of close that gap of, you know, even if they're an amazing employee, right? And they, they'd never do anything nefarious. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a stat from Sherm where essentially 63% of folks that leave an organization take data with them. That's not to say that it's all mean, right? But when you think about where people go, it's similar department, similar industry, similar types of roles, and they're bringing along best practices. And so it's a nice way to essentially automate that offboarding experience as well. So uh, if I hire somebody, uh, I can say, oh, they're going to be in whatever, the customer service department. So mm -hmm. I can assign like a profile to them and they get access to all the tools that the customer service department needs. 
Yeah, absolutely. So a good way to think about it is you can design your authentication architecture, Google, but essentially how you want those levels of permissions based on um, different roles. An easy way to do that is think about departments, think about um, you know, roles that people have, locations is another one when you're thinking about that. And then you can seamlessly move those identities in and out. So you could say, great, you started within the customer success department, but you know, good job, you, you, you killed it. And, and we actually, we wanna give you a quota. So you're moving into sales now. All you need to do is essentially change that identity from one group to another. And all of those permission sets are already set because you've, you've defined them within JumpCloud. So now you have this ability for people to move in and out of your organization um, with those changing permission sets really easily, which is helpful because there's a lot of that going on in the world, right? With, between either the great resignation or other people that are, are now kind of coming to terms with, um, let's say other macro environments, right? Whether inflation or- Well, and a lot of uh, companies have seasonal work, right? So mm -hmm. if you're in finance, you know, tax season, you're gonna hire a bunch of people. Um, and then, you know, it, Basically, you don't even have to fire them. They just go away. Yeah. <laughs> the tax yes. is over. But, you know, call centers have people coming and going all the time. And mm -hmm. so there, there's a lot of environments where that's useful. So um, so what happens if somebody says, OK, uh, I want this in my business and you set me up, but I now get a brand new laptop and, you know, how do I put that on the system or do I have to put it on the system or I, you just point me to an address and uh, once I... I log into Jump Cloud. I've got what I need. Yeah, it's a great question. And so there's a couple different ways that we can do that, um, particularly those for um, who are, are MSPs or kind of already managing a device. And so if there's already an agent on there, so whether that's you know, RMM or a PSA system or something like that, um, that can act as a delivery mechanism, then essentially you can have that Jump Cloud agent go on and, and do that remotely. Another option, which is was much more helpful kind of as um, outbreak of, of COVID and kind of remote work, but essentially we also have a self-download. So you might have an employee say, hey, this is great. I just went out, grabbed a new laptop. Um, it's now going to be kind of a corporate laptop. I will sign in, download that agent directly wherever I am. And then so that way from the admin portal, I can see that device come online. I'm already starting to get all these great diagnostics, what's happening on the device. And then all I need to do now is bind that user um, into, into the device. And so now all of those different pieces are coming to fruition. And then likewise, you can, you can do self-solve in other pieces. And then for, um, Mac specifically, we're also an MDM provider. And so the fun thing happens is when you're an identity provider and an MDM, you're able to blend a lot of those. So we actually have a zero touch provisioning where you could say, great, I'm just going to order it from Apple. It's already coming with the jump cloud agent on as soon as that turns on all those policies, other pieces bringing down, that local profile. So essentially you can have open up the box, brand new out of lid. And from the user perspective, they don't see anything different, right? Like I'm gonna log in with one password, great, I have access. But underneath the hood, we know that it's Jump Cloud managed device. We know that there's kind of certificates on it and all those other pieces that help enhance the security posture without getting in the way of, of the user experience. Right, now what keeps me, since I know how to log in, from like going to the public terminal at the uh, hotel where I'm supposed to be printing uh, my my airline uh, boarding pass, but instead I I go to Jump Cloud. Uh, are you now installed on that machine, and, and what do you do about that? Um, no, and so I guess you can have you can have the choice of whether it is you want that device to be managed. So just because you're gonna uh, you know visit a URL doesn't mean that we're gonna have anything around that. Um, so uh, 
case in point example is that's really when we start to think about access management. So not necessarily, you know, the device is important. So now that actually becomes involved within the component of it. So I guess we can we can play this out. So say, hey, you know, I'm sitting in a hotel lobby um, and now I want to get access into our AWS prod environment. Great, obviously you are on the road, couldn't do all those things. However, in Jump Cloud, we also provide the ability to have those conditional access settings. So we could say, hey, is it coming from a Jump Cloud trusted device? No, it's not. So we can deny access. Or hey, it is, but the IP address is really different or the time is you know, different, like whatever that might be, the country that you're in, let's, you know, we still know that the other conditions are true, but let's challenge that. And so that's why we actually included push MFA that's free and part of the platform. Um, so essentially that's when you can kind of say either you can deny access or you can challenge again to really make sure you are who you are, no matter where you are, or you can set those policies up. So that way there's, you know, expectations too, right? You know, and, the, and like any good thing, there's, there's always, um, user and employee training, right? Of kind of understanding where you are in the world, the, the threats that are around. And, you know, even though the coffee shop Wi-Fi might say free, 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 you know, let's, let's be a little bit more cognizant of that. And, um, you know, and if there's other areas that as an organization that you want to set up, right? Whether that is VPNs, we can support that as well, kind of through our, our radius authentication. So there's a couple different ways that we can help secure even random settings like that. Well, and you know, it occurs to me that they, there's kind of two two people who are problems. One is the employee who just is in a hurry and they just do whatever they do, right? Like, oh, you know, the, the, these are the people who send themselves stuff through their personal email and then through yep. their, their own home uh, drive and this and that. And the other person is the owner, the boss <laughs> who uh, says, oh, I'm exempt from these rules because I own the company, right? So yeah. how do we control those two people? You know, that's an interesting aspect because I think um, uh, talking earlier and I think the USB sticks are are both one in the same of, you know, a great utility and then also the CISO's worst nightmare as it has continued to evolve, right? So if you think about those shortcuts and workarounds, there's a couple different ways that you can do that. One is let's, let's eliminate the workarounds. So if most people have this mentality of, well, I'm going to increase the security posture, right? And so now that means that I have to have eyeball scans, I have to have, you know, all these different pieces just to get my work done. But the reality is, is you can actually switch that around by leveraging some of those pieces of, of conditional access, or just say, hey, we need to have MFA, all you need to do is hit a button. This should be easy enough, right? And you know, there the people kind of skirt around it. But if you can't get to that point, um, that, that's really where it's at. So you kind of meet meet users where they are and hopefully prevent a little bit of that. And then again, coming back to you know, there's always some element of, of user education. But if you can have some guardrails around it, so you can say, hey, specifically for this applications, sorry, you have to go in through SSO, you can have a little bit more of that where over time you are um, guiding the best practices for how they need to work, right? And, and kind of take those approaches. For the owners, that's always a more interesting perspective right. because, hey, you know, I have all the leverage. You can you can come to me with give your best guidance of whatever that might be. And here too, we kind of want to switch around and say, hey, with great leverage also comes great risk, right? Because essentially you are the key at the top. You are the most likely to be kind of targeted for phishing and smishing and everything else in between to kind of have that not only from the identity access, but also to kind of influence um, and access other key resources within the organization that they either might not realize that is open or some of those other areas. So I think for one of those pieces, it's really understanding 
here's here are the known security risks, right? Just by rolling out of bed, here's kind of what you're waking up with. Right. But then here's also kind of the extra tall order that you have in terms of being an executive or owner of an organization um, and what that looks like. But then hopefully too, you're able to combine some of those pieces where it's like, not only is it in your best interest, but we're making it easier, right? So if you can make it security to the point where we're actually making it easier than what it was, then you start to negate some of those pieces that come through. Um, but, you know, I, I think at that level, every, everyone has their own kind of personality and, and kind of spin on it. Um, and so I guess one other piece of it too is sometimes there's this notion, especially from ownership perspective, that I'm too small, right? It won't happen to me. It's fine. You know, yeah. like, I wouldn't, like, <laughs> ah, whatever. But that's exactly the open door, right? Because most, most cyber crimes are actually opportunistic in that sense, right? So kind of create right. a yeah, go around. I have a random me. IP address. They don't want me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Totally fine, right? Oh, you know, whatever it is, or I'll just take this free gift card, whatever, whatever that hook might be. That is the element that then starts to attract, you know, okay, well, let's go over there. Let's throw the botnet right on it because someone opened it up, right? So if you have good hygiene from the start, it's helpful. Um, and one of the interesting pieces of that too, so Verizon does their, you know, annual breach report. And what they found is kind of, you know, organizations that are um, a thousand people and higher, you know, the external landscape is basically like a 70-30, which is like, okay, you expect a little bit more of that higher profile, there's more money behind it, you know, we want to get all the ransomware that you see in the news cycle. But then what they found is kind of all the organizations that are smaller than that, particularly kind of like 500 range, it's about half and half. And so that's a lot more onus to understand that like you need to have your own internal security guards because that's half the battle. And so if you get that, you're actually better set up to equip all the external threats that you might be running into. So uh, let me just take a break and give the website. So it's jumpcloud.com. And uh, we'll put links uh, in the show notes so that people can connect to you on LinkedIn and Twitter and so forth. And uh, so you have a 10 user free sign up, uh, but what's the retail opportunity or resale opportunity for uh, IT uh, consultants? Yeah, absolutely. So the essentially our business model is set up because we you're understanding like identity device management, like all of these big components you know, they can be projects and we don't want to get in the way of that. And so we really also want to make sure that by taking this open directory stance that we can work with that every environment, right? So we don't want to have any gates or kind of anything. And even when you're in that account, everything is fully featured, right? That we don't, we don't block anything. There's no feature gating, anything like that. It's only after users, you know, then we'll, we'll catch up with you and making sure that we can provide value within the organization. For our MSPs and kind of partners and, and um, say uh, folks that are managing those Jump Cloud accounts on behalf of their clients, well, then there's a couple other pieces that we can start to have. Um, so out of the box, we get you set up with our partner agreement, which is a discount on, on retail just out of the box and there's no commit to it. Um, the other piece of that too is now it kind of enables even more feature functionality that we have exclusively for our partners. What we do is essentially all the features that I've described now that's multi-tenanted. So now you can start to apply that across all of your different organizations and see all of that within kind of one pane of glass. And what it also allows you to do is kind of have finite control for perhaps it's different technicians that might be operating within their client base, other areas where you can actually think about access control 
much more from an owner operator perspective as well. Um, and so like those are a lot of the bigger areas that we have as well as we usually do you know um, access into other upcoming features or products that will be included um, within our essentially what we're calling our, our jump cloud for MSP um, offering. So that's where it, you know you have all these amazing features kind of coming into one area, but it's also at a predictable price, right? And I think that's the biggest thing that is is helping to offer is because we're consolidating so many different technologies. It's also coming into one bill, which makes it a lot easier to understand, makes it easier to forecast, report on, um, as well as kind of see, you know, you can you can see for yourself essentially the total cost of ownership difference between we'll have to wire up these seven different providers to get to the jump cloud functionality. And then here's kind of all the everything I need to have in between. But it's also a lot easier because then essentially you're training on one technology set for a lot of these different features. Is this priced uh like per user or tiered yep. users yes. per client? Per user per month. And so with that, we take much more of the user mentality, kind of we we are an open directory. So that's that's where we start within those device um, users. And then two for I'd say device heavy centric organizations. So for example, if you have a ton of VMs spinning up and down, whatever that might be, uh, we do have a three to one ratio in terms of devices, but that typically covers most use cases where you know we're, we, we can touch and manage all those jump cloud devices um, within that is usually more than most people have in terms of users. So. Well, and it's usually the case in a smaller company, you might have a higher percentage of users with lots of devices, but the bigger the company gets, the more it, it comes down to, no, most people just get one device, they get their desktop or they get, you know, whatever their workstation is. Yeah. Um, and we don't manage their laptop and we don't manage their tablet and we don't manage their phone and they don't get to put their email on their phone, right? So the bigger the, the organization gets, the, the, the smaller the percentage of power users are just because they're all at the top. Um, so is this something that would be easy to bundle? You know, I'm a big fan of bundling everything so the client doesn't get uh, a nickel for this and a dime for that, but mm -hmm. uh, they pay per month for all the technology they need. So would that work well with your pricing model in terms of how you would build the MSP? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of our key value props is to essentially take a lot of these you know, line items, if you will, right, but different feature capability sets and really combine it into one package, right, and say, hey, this is a Jump Cloud platform, and this is a Jump Cloud for MSP package, <clears throat> however you want to fit within that, and we also have all the cart for days, and, you know, we, we work with everyone in terms of, of uh, flexibility within that feature set, but now we can come to the client and say, hey, um, I'm going to offer you my, my top tier security package, right? And here's what's included within that. It's single sign-on for all of your users, as well as self-serve password resets. It also has push MFA. So that way, if they're getting into stuff, we can understand they are who they are. It also, we're managing those devices. So when you're thinking about not only the user living on the device, but we're also helping to secure that, where you have security policies that are running against that. So we can secure your users no matter where they are. Oh, by the way, before they even get that far, we can also manage the network security that they are coming to, as well as kind of any other pieces that they might need access to just to get their job done. So out of the box, you can say, here's all these different things but it comes into one package. And that's actually what we recommend with a lot of partners where they kind of white label the package name in other areas where you can then add in 
great. I'd also want, you know, CrowdStrike or kind of whoever I'm leveraging for antivirus um, on that device as well. Or if there's other components that they need to add in from a security perspective or um, how they manage, you know, their own billing within those partners, we really set it up to them. That's kind of a part of our partner agreement is they have full flexibility and control of what that looks like and how they want to have that modeled within their customers. So um, one of the things that, that's becoming more and more important these days is uh, standards. And I just, I'll throw out CMMC is just one of them, mm -hmm. but do you have a, like a map that says, we check these boxes on CMMC so you don't have to? You know, it, it's funny you bring that up because it, it, I feel like I haven't had any CMMC conversations within the last year. And then now within the last couple months, it's really, it's really popped up. But um, the short answer is yes. And so there are, depending on what level you're at, so like level one, two, three, um, there are different, some of it just you know doesn't apply to jump cloud feature functionality. It has to more do kind of with the organization how you think of. But when you're looking through those requirements and you know, I can dive in and see, look at it live, there's, you know, it, it's around those pieces, right? And so it's like, how do you treat identities? How do you know that it's secure? Can you confirm those identities with multi-factor? For those device access, what does that look like? Are there certain policies on that? What does the check-in time look like? All of those different pieces. And so actually we can help cover a lot of the basis for CMMC um, from a purely technology standpoint out of the box. And then for the areas that we don't, we also have partnerships with folks that were specifically designed um, to cover those use cases and making sure that we can have that. So even if it's, you know, hey, Jump Cloud was going to take care of 70, 80% with um, partners. And, you know, obviously there's optionality of that. You can kind of get to that. And then, oh, by the way, there's always some business checks and, you know, kind of how people meet on, you know, controls and what does that look like on a monthly, quarterly basis, all those other pieces that more of a business function. But that's absolutely an area that um, we're guiding more and more organizations into because I think there's been more of an adoption. You know, it's, it feels like, you know, hey, it's a little bit more approachable than you know all the NIST standards or kind of other things if you want to get in the nitty gritty. But yeah, well, uh, CISA has basically said, you know, there are certain things you can use this for, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it used to be that we could never prove that we were HIPAA compliant because there are no actual standards or uh, certification, mm. right? But now they're saying, look. If you follow these uh, CMMC standards, then you you can say that you are doing what you need to do, yeah. right? That that's defensible in a court, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, when when you get sued by your client because they, <laughs> they shouldn't have done yes. so. Um, so how do how does this fit in my stack? Would this be something that I should basically sell to all my clients or just clients that fit a certain profile? It's something that you can sell to all of your clients. And the reason why I say that is there might not be every feature that you might need a jump cloud for every client, but more often than not, there's at least one or two that will help improve their security posture. That is a gap. And we are able to do that very easily all through browser kind of in essentially spinning up these security pr um, protocols where it's a quick win for um, for the partners because essentially, hey, I can now either capture more revenue or upsell my client or or kind of move them ahead with a plan, right? Because most often you're you're working your clients on here's a plan, here's kind of what that rollout will look like. Can we shrink that? Can we adopt these technologies faster? And the other element that I'll say around that is we can actually increase that number by quite a bit because of that optionality that we have. So if you even want to think about identities, so we act as, um, you know, you, you don't need an active directory 
server anymore, right? So with, with JumpCloud, you don't have to do it. But we also meet people in the middle where they are and say, hey, look, I need this for this reason, or there's different elements. We have integrations across each one of those different pieces. So even if you say, hey, this is really all I need just to extend access into either different cloud resources or I need to enhance my security over there, there's all of these different areas that we can start and solve an immediate problem. But then two, over time, we can start to say, you know, by combining a lot more of this, not, you know, not only are you consolidating technologies and price tags, but all the data is together too. And so that helps from, you know, management and triage and trying to figure out who granted access to who and what does that look like when those types of instances happen, everything across JumpCloud is captured and logged through our, our directory insights. So you can kind of see it in terms of understanding what's happening within the organization, even though, you know, you might be 10 hours away or kind of however big your client base is, you're, you have that control at your fingertips and it's a lot easier to sort through and, and understand what's happening in real time. So we only have a couple of minutes left, but uh, so you may not have time to answer this question. <laughs> oh, we'll go ahead. Is there something that, some benefit that you can give me if I discover that I'm in the middle of an attack, like somebody has breached uh, one of my systems, like is there something you can do to help me shut things down or to secure uh, our, our systems? Yes, um, there's there's a couple different aspects of depending on where it comes from. And so I guess one one is a quick call out. So we are not, you know, I'll be the first to admit, like we are not like a threat hunting company or other areas. Like right. there are amazing organizations out there, CrowdStrike being one of them, that that's their bread and butter, right? And so we we will do that. However, you know, the, I guess two things we can do. One is is give you a big hug and say, hey, it will be okay, right? We're going to get through this together. <laughs> this too shall pass. Second thing that we'll be doing is we're managing that identity, that device, the access, and all those different pieces. So not only, so by combining the ability to kind of understand, hey, what's happening real time, now I can start to pull people, right? And say, hey, that device that they're on, I either want to lock it down, I want to shut it down, or I want to erase it all together. And it doesn't matter where it's at. And so because we have that root level agent, we can pull that. And then too, because we have it, understanding what that person has been up to within our directory insights, now we can start to backtrace a little bit. Well, who granted them permission? Where did they come from? What other pieces do, do they might have? And we'll automatically suspend that user. And so when we do that, we're instantly revoking access across all of those different pieces. So I guess to play this out and say, hey, we found out that it was it was an internal employee, right? They, you know, decided they found something on on a you know Kali Linux server and they brought it into the office. Yay. Um, but now that we understand that, now we're just starting to revoke across everything else to really reduce that surface area of attack um, instantly. But then that's also other areas where we can partner with, with other technology partners that great was, was that a, a software application issue or was that all the other pieces, but immediately we can start to revoke and remove access um, because we're, we're managing those different components. Yeah, I also like the, uh, the fact that you can track what actually happened. Because that's often the, the case of we don't actually know. <laughs> we yeah, just and know this. Sometimes there, you know, there's a level of granularity. So, like when when we when I mentioned that, I guess to be more specific for the listeners, it's really understanding what the identity has been up to and what the device has been up to and and the access. So by combining those pieces, you have a pretty complete view. Like we're not going to go all the way down to the level of saying, "Hey, here's the executable that was run on this thing that." cost a giant nightmare. Um, you know, we're, we're not quite within that within that level, but we provide a pretty comprehensive view just kind of out of the box to give you a good sense of where to start. Very good. Well, thank you, Chase Doling from jumpcloud.com. Uh, 
I appreciate your being here today and uh, we will uh, send some folks your way and, and with luck, we'll get some reports back. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.